night. Thank you for tuning in. Episode 75, Jackman Radio. How you doing, Mike? Doing well, man. How are you? I'm good. Just recovering today on the Sunday. <laughs> yeah, it was quite a weekend. And, and uh, this, this episode, uh, Ricky will not be joining us. He's not available this evening. So we're just doing a kind of doing a Zoom one here to kind of recap and update everyone. And yeah, yeah we were going to do one Friday night, but uh, I think Thursday we, we turned up too much. Yeah. And Friday was uh, just a day of recovery and just repair. Um, so yeah, here we are recording. Uh, yeah, boy, what did we do Friday? We just took it easy. And then Saturday yesterday, boy, we had a, we had an epic day yesterday, man. We met up with our, our dear friend Hinkley and, uh, we go back to like fourth grade, 1997 with Hinkley. And we met up at, uh, one of our favorite, uh, Chinese restaurants, Chopsticks down in Lemonster. And it's, yeah, that was a lot of it's, fun. It's a classic joint, Mike, Chopsticks, like, it's, yeah, it's like one of those old school, really large hibachi Japanese <laughs> slash uh, Chinese places. Um, it's, it's huge. Like the place is like humongous. It reminds you of Year of the Dragon with Mickey Rourke. Yeah, it reminds me of the, the you know, places in Chinatown in New York City where they filmed. And, uh, you know, it's a huge multi-level uh, Chinese restaurant in Year of the Dragon where there's, uh, you know, a shootout and some action scenes. And oh, Rourke's it's like, hey, try, try the spear ribs. <laughs> We certainly got some spear ribs yesterday. Yeah, we we were feeling the spirit of the spear ribs. You know, the spiru spiru agnu spear ribs. <laughs> yeah, we've been we've been craving them lately. Specifically, the spear ribs have been a bone in, and it's just gristle. It's just gristle with like fucking sugar on it. You know, it's sugar sugary fucking gristle. You know, oh, it's horrible. You wouldn't it's even a, give it. You wouldn't even give it to your dog. Feel real bad giving it to a dog. <laughs> yeah, it's good though. At the same time, you crave oh. it. Dude, it was so good, man. So we the Mai Tais were flowing. Mai Tais were tight. So we met Hinkley there about one o'clock. And what do we spend? Two, three hours there? Maybe oh, two? Easily. easily. So we got beef fried rice. The beef fried's our go-to now. We don't even do pork fried anymore. Yeah, we do the beef fried because we were clued in by our cousins and uh, we go to our, our place in Framingham that we like to go to Imperial China. He's get get the beef fried, they make it fresh. The yeah. pork fried sits around all day. Yeah, it's it gets stale and it's you know they're gonna mix in the they, they make the beef fried fresh, and then the um yeah so Mike and I you know we're we're China food connoisseurs Mai Tai connoisseurs beef fried rice. Uh, I'm gonna say Mike, I was real disappointed in the shrimp at um, chopsticks yesterday. What, what did we want? A sweet and sour shrimp? It was garbage. Yeah, it was basically like fried shrimp with a lot of uh, like a lot of dough and not that much shrimp. And then the uh, um, yeah, they had like a bowl of like gaggy like melted down cherry sauce from a jar yeah. when you get those cherries from the supermarket to put in drinks yeah it wasn't yeah, really it was, that good no i mean i'm not you know trash talking the restaurant i'm just specifically that shrimp was disappointing because the gold standard is a pineapple shrimp is our favorite dish at imperial china in framingham yeah it's and, hard to get that and like marcel that else. yeah our cousin marcel turned us on to that oh i'm gonna get the pineapple shrimp and, yeah it's uh, good oh, it's everything so good, else man. was good though yesterday the dumplings yeah, and the beef lo mein yeah, and the chicken wings and, you know, it's, it's what you're looking for, man. When you want to go somewhere where it's kind of dark on the inside and, you know, the, the carpeting hasn't been changed since, like, 1987. Oh, yeah. No, you wouldn't you, you wouldn't want CSI to go in there with their black light kits, man. That would be, whew, that would be horrendous. The Mai Tais were tight, too. <laughs> they were tight. And I like your strategy, Mike. I kind of emulated you, too. You always order a big glass of water with every uh, Mai Tai that you get. Oh, you got to cut the Mai Tais with some water. Yeah, yeah, no, you're for cut, sure. You're cutting it. So we were there with Hinkley, and we, we caught up with Hinkley. And uh, his, his, him and uh, Jess, his wife, their beautiful son, Charlie's turning one years old. 
coming up here soon. So they're actually going to be doing a uh, Zoom Zoom birthday thing. So we'll we'll zoom into that. I think that's next week. Yeah, that'll uh, be good. Yeah, that'll happy good. happy birthday to little Charlie. We hope we can see you soon, little one year old. It's so crazy, you know, watching your kids' friends grow up on Facebook. It's uh, it's it's insane. <laughs> right, like if uh, half a year, even a year goes by, and you haven't seen them since then. Every time you see them, they're they're bigger. It's, oh, it's crazy. crazy. They're turning into little humans, little dudes and little little gals, you know. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, just like we call uh, Ricky's Ricky's uh, son Graham, we call him little little man. Yeah, he's a yeah. he's a big little man though, three year old. He, he's just hit three in January. Yeah, he's <laughs> he's he's a he's a little man, you know, yeah. becoming a big man. <laughs> yeah, he is. But uh, so we we were at Chopsticks probably maybe close to three hours. <laughs> took an obligatory selfie out front. You know, I, I'm really, I'm just trying to become an influencer, Mike, with like everywhere I go to eat. I know right, like a steak influencer and, you know, a China house influencer. Whiskey bar influencer, the yeah. macaroon spot here in Peterborough. Sweet, ridiculous. Ma- sweet macaroon. I'm influencing there all the time, you know. I've been there once. I went there once and got the green tea and a couple of those mint uh, Oreo macaroons. We each had one. Those were delightful. Yeah, those were very tasty. Yeah, just trying to be basic, man. I'm just trying to be a basic white fish, you know? <laughs> and our friends at Post and Bean, you know, our lovely sponsors for our uh, Politics and Pints sit-down series, you know, hopefully that'll come back at some point, um, especially when the next election fires up. They've got a new German Pilsner, um, or a returning German Pilsner on draft that I'm very excited about. So anybody in the Peterborough, Minadnock, Hillsborough area, um, that's a really great beer, so check and that out. big news, they're canning, finally got their beers canned. Yeah, I so, saw that. It's looks huge. like you can go there and buy them direct. I don't think they're going to be in stores for the time being, right? Yeah, I don't know. I think you just get them direct from the brewery, just like you can get like a growler to go or a smaller growler, but uh, that's exciting. Yeah, so we left. We took the selfie with Hinkley. We bid bid to do. Hinkley made his way back to Attleboro, and we decided we wanted to keep the, uh, you know, the China. Mai Tai's flowing. The Mai Tai's flowing. We went up to friggin' up the road a couple miles to uh, another classic spot, Singapore. Yeah. <laughs> Which is, uh, in, is it in Fitchburg or Lemonster? Singapore is in Fitchburg. Okay. So. Chopsticks is in Lemonster. Lemonster I think yeah. that's how that works out. So we hit, we hit the Lemonster Fitchburg rat line with a vengeance yesterday. <laughs> and dude, Singapore is even more of like an it's old school tacky. kind of semi-run-down. Run-down, like, decrepit, old, dark, dark, dingy. Yeah, just like, it's everything we were looking for, though, Mike. We were in that kind of headspace, weren't we? Yeah, oh, totally. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was, uh, it's the scene in there. And, you know, we used to go in there with our family growing up, and we used to go in there with our dad all the time. And Yeah, um, well, our dad, dad had his, to go there. Yeah, dad had his car lot in Lemonster, so he would pick up uh, chopsticks or Singapore to go, get a big old, you know, $70 bag to feed the five of us, and come home and the wings would still be hot spilling out of the top of the bag. And Tony would be like, yeah, I may have ate a couple on the ride up. He, you know, he may have, he may have poached a couple Mike on the ride up from Lemonster. Yeah. Oh, that was whatever, always so exciting. whatever Volvo he was working on or car he was driving and selling, you know? Yeah. Um, that's, that's always exciting, man. Growing up as a kid, man, and your, your parents, you know, your, your mom or dad brings home like a fresh China bag. Oh, that's really what it's all about. Hot bag do China is can, can change the world and save lives, you know? So that's part of it too. Like there's a nostalgia factor with both those places. Cause obviously there's probably better quality Chinese you could go to, but that's, you know, really what it's about is, is, is the nostalgia factor being able to go and sit down and um, you know, just kind of takes you back a little bit, you know, cause they really, they haven't updated either of those places I think at all. 
Oh no, no, they've no, and that's that's part of what you pay for with the experience. And there was the a charm. Fucking old guy at the bar trying to put his tongue down this poor girl's throat. And oh, he looked like he was going to eat her face. Dude. Yeah, it was, it was horrible. Yeah, she was. I kind of stopped and looked at him, like kind of looked at her, like, "Hey, are you cool here?" You know, but didn't didn't seem like she really needed help from anyone. But uh, I don't know. That was that was kind of weird to see that play out. I mean, it is Fitchburg, dude. That's true. Um, it's actually, Mike, that's the, <laughs> that's the first time I've ever, ever drank in that lounge. I had only ever gone in the main restaurant area. I've never actually been into that lounge before. Oh, wow. Really? Yeah. I, n- I never did. I never saw a band there. Did, have you ever actually seen live music there? I have. Yeah. Dad and I went there a couple of times to, uh, to have some appetizers and some uh, cocktails and we did see a live band there once and you well, know they he, were doing he, he'd be down for that scene <laughs> oh yeah he, he would he would go out man i used to go out down there some nights he'd like work all day and then he was home and one time i was hanging out at the house he's like i'm going out i'm like you're going out dude it's like 10 o'clock at night now i'm going down to singapore he's like, okay <laughs> so i'm driving off i'm like that guy's nuts <laughs> <laughs> guy's out of his gourd you know oh so god man. And he probably already would have had, you know, a couple of cocktails before he set out because let's be honest, if you're going to go there into that lounge and go into that true detective world, you got to be a little primed. Yeah. Oh, definitely. But so we we had, we had a couple there. We hung out there probably an hour. Yeah. We weren't um, there that long. Just a couple rounds. Yeah. Just a couple rounds. And then we made our way back to Peterborough and um went over to cooper's hill we've been going to cooper's hill again because they're open again here the premier whiskey bar uh i would argue in the entire state of new hampshire but certainly in peterborough new hampshire and um oh boy they just they make a whiskey sour to die for man i get yeah, uh, the place is great i get the um crown crown sour man crown whiskey sour with a cherry and a lime in it, or no, a lemon. They put a le- they garnish it with a lemon and a cherry. And those girls over there, man, they take care of you. Yeah, they do a really good job, man. I, I like to get the, I just usually get a vodka drink. I'm actually not really a big whiskey drinker, to be honest. Right. Yeah, but, you, were, uh, you were you doing? You were doing mattresses or just cranberry vodkas? Yeah, yeah cranberry vodkas. Yeah, basically Cape Codder, but not as much cranberry. Lots of ice. Well, how, how does Alt say for the drink to be made, Mike? Uh, heavy on the uh, give me a gin and tonic heavy on the gin light on the tonic exactly so the good people over at cooper's hill took care of us and you know we met our buddy over there and the three of us we had a night dude it it, it turned into a night like it ended up becoming a night we closed the place down too like the gallagher brothers you know pub crawling over in england well it's nice to uh it's it's nice to see locally peterborough kind of opening up some more and, and and these restaurants coming back one of our favorite places and one of my favorite places to uh, to jam, you know, to, for the band to play is Harlow's Pub, and that, and they're staffing up and they're getting ready for spring, mm. so that's uh, that looks to be coming back. Yeah, what well. did I see? So, I, I saw they're going to be doing like limited seating patio and some of the tables inside you could sit at, like coming up. Yeah, yeah, it looks like um, they're they're not uh, they're not going to full, you know, they're obviously I don't think it's going to be full capacity in the restaurant, um, but. Uh, um, they're having, you know, they have like a seat seating on the stage. You can do outside. Um, but yeah, now they're just doing, they're just doing, uh, you know, mostly to go. Yep. To go and stuff. Yeah. So definitely get out there guys um, in the area, support all of our local businesses. Um, it's, oh, it's just such a relief that they've all survived this last year. And I, I don't know, maybe you're feeling this too, Mike. I'm kind of getting the feeling things are moving in a better direction with places 
opening yeah. up and people just, you know, I don't want to get into a debate, a debate about vaccines or say that I'm for them or against them or whatever, but um, confidence, people's confidence and willingness to go out. More people are getting vaccinated and you're hearing about numbers going down in our state. So. Yeah, it's good um, to hear that. It's yeah. good to hear that. You know, people are, people are feeling more confident and more comfortable. And we, we certainly know people, um, you know, our age, younger, um, friends that are older that are getting, have either gotten one shot or they're going to get two of them. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're just feeling a lot more comfortable. So it's, it's been nice to see that lately. And yeah. Like we've always said, man, we always meet people where they're at, man. It's not worth getting in a fight over at all. No. Um, either, you know, the whole side, oh, it shouldn't yeah. even be a political thing, but oh. of course, like everything else it'd be, inevitably it becomes that, you know, it comes politicized and turns into a fight, which is yeah, so stupid. Is ridiculous. It's, it's unfortunate. Um, but yeah, no, we, we've, I mean, I've, I've followed it. I really haven't had any issues in this. It's been a year now that, um, this week, this week will be a full year. And I certainly haven't had any scuffles with anybody. I haven't, you know, I'm, I'm an agreeable guy, man. You, you need me to wear the chin diaper. I'll throw the chin diaper on and I'll wear it and I won't. Yeah. Won't make a big deal about it, man, you know? But uh, Sununu here in New Hampshire, he announced uh, places can go back to 100% capacity. Is that part of what it is? That's what it looks like, yeah. 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 Obviously, still there's still things in place. And um, I, I know for music venues, for they're looking at when they have a band perform, they want no more than three members. So, you know, with the band, we have five. So I don't know how we're going to navigate that as of now. Oh, really? You can't have more than three members performing? Yeah, at the same time on stage. That's that's one of the COVID restrictions, it sounds like. Ah, oh, damn. Well, maybe that will change the more <laughs> further along they get with vaccine. And... Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and then I watched uh, Biden's speech the other night and, uh, you know, talking about the stimulus and, and marking the one-year anniversary of the, uh, you know, the outbreak. And, um, you know, they're, he's saying that all adults will be eligible by May 1st to get the shot. Um, so that means, it doesn't mean you're going to get it on May 1st or around then, but you're going to get queued up. You're going to get in line to get it if you want to get it. If you want to get May, it. By May 1st and then um, by July 4th, you know, he was saying he's really hoping that things will really be a lot different and that the country will be a lot more open and people will be out there. So. The majority of the people who want to get it can get it. Yeah. And it's yeah. comped, right? The Uncle Sam's comping it? Yeah, the vaccine's comped. <laughs> nice. It's comped. As yeah. it should be. And, and you know, man, this, this is, if there was ever a good time man, to further bolster an argument for Medicare for all or some form of where the government helps people pay for health care, you can go to a private entity, but bill that private practice and the governor, government will cover the cost of it. I mean, this is it. This year long pandemic really exposed the fragility of our health care system. And for people who are just, you know, the less fortunate and less affluent, man, it's it's. It was all laid to bear, man, this last year. Yeah, I mean, for them, but even for people who work full-time, who either insurance is not part of their, their coverage or they, or they don't uh, have full coverage, or it really is just a nightmare all around. And it's, it's caused a lot of people to question whether or not your insurance should be tied in with your employment. And I think that's a, that's a fair question. Very fair question. I know Kim, I, Kim Iverson's talked about that, and, um, you know, she has some good points about it, so. Yeah, I mean, you know how we're, we're getting old, Mike. I and like I was through the roof and delighted when I researched my insurance through my job to find out that it will cover my CPAP machine supplies. So my tubing, my reservoir well, uh, filters, 
all that stuff. So the, sh- the shit you get excited about when you're almost a 35 year old man <laughs> who has, I know. who has sleep apnea and uses a pap machine like good old William Shatner. Um, so that, that's a big win. You know, that was, that was a big win because I just ordered a bunch of supplies um, through app. They're called Apria and they're, yeah, Apria for my uh, CPAP machine. And uh, I wasn't sure if my insurance covered it. So I checked with my insurance. I have it through uh, Anthem and um, got all my info and found out, yes, they do cover that. So I'm going to call the PAP company and uh, have, they're going to have them, they'll get in touch with my insurance and I'll get refunded the money I spent out of pocket. Oh, that's really exciting, man. That's a huge win. <laughs> that's a huge win, man. Yeah. So I got that news. My tax return hit my checking account and uncle Joe is sending us 14 hundo. Yeah. The stimmy. So what are you going to do with your stimmy? You're going to buy 1400 double cheeseburgers. I'm going to buy, <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I, I'd like to take a trip somewhere. I mean, I have tons of time off saved up that I can use, and there's, of course, people I would love to see who I haven't seen in a while. So if I could, I mean, even before the pandemic, you know how I am at flying. I'm not the best flyer. I'm, you know, I get nervous taking off and landing. Um, but I would be willing to, I'd be willing to fly, Mike, with, during this, wear the chin diaper and fly. I mean, how would you feel about that? Would you fly somewhere right now? Yeah, I, th- I think I would too. I mean, you know, our sister Laura has flown a bunch of times. Um, right. You know, we've Rick, Ricky had to fly when he was moving from Texas. So, yeah, um, yeah, you got to wear the mask the whole time and and right. uh, try and be as careful as you can. Obviously, on a flight in closed space, but uh, yeah, yeah, I, I think I would fly. I mean, I don't know. Maybe we can go out to Michigan and visit uh, Funny Man oh. Bob, our cousin. That would be uh, like this summer. That would be a lot of fun. <laughs> I'd love to, man. I'd love to go back out to October Park in good old Michigan. Um, but yeah, I don't know. You know, I would, I should just save it because getting my tax return and then getting the uncle Biden check at the same time, that's going to be a nice little nest egg for me. Um, oh yeah. You can retire. You could almost retire. I, I could probably retire on just the 1400 alone. Stimmy. You could cause... buy, you, know, you could buy like two and a half middle coins. <laughs> you could get some shit coin. Get some shit coin tied into, uh, you know, the, the, the volume and the value of yak dung. <laughs> you know, Himalayan Himalaya shitcoin. Yeah, that's the, that's the new crypto. <laughs> the new crypto is tied into the value of yak dung. <laughs> the new crypto is uh, it's going to be called fecal fecal coin, not crypto. Fecal coin. Fecal fecal <laughs> currency. They could probably do that, dude, and then you know sell it as like one of those things that like uh, the NBA or the MLB is doing with like these like online digital cards. Like I don't really fully yeah. understand it, but our, our friend Patty is kind of interested in that. Maybe when he comes on, we can have him. Yeah, break was, down what that is. Like, oh, yeah, we, we were at Elm City with Patty and the boys um, two weekends ago. ago. Yeah, that's basically it, guys. Like, I work, Mike and I work all week, and then on our weekends, man, we just fucking eat and drink and see our friends and are merry. You know what I mean? And record our podcast. And, and record and our podcast. And get pod- some reading done. And, yeah, and do some research and get some reading done. Um, but, yeah, I mean, we haven't uh, – in this last year, the, the biggest trip we took, Mike, was driving to Pennsylvania, right? Yeah, in 2020. Yep, we drove yeah. down to uh, yeah Pennsylvania and recorded that music video. And that uh, yeah, so we want to have the director of that video on Doug Sackman. We can go over that whole that whole thing, that whole story. Because that, that whole... it, it, it's a whole big thing. It's this whole big thing, Brian. It is a story. It's yeah, definitely a story. It is. Yeah. Well, we'll we'll talk to him and see what we can say. I don't know how much we could say publicly about it, but uh, yeah. It's it's still a great experience and it's a cool story and 
maybe one, one day we'll see the light of day, right? <laughs> yeah, and hopefully we can do something like that again. I know he's working on a, a Troma Kabuki Man release. I think yeah. it's a Sergeant Kabuki Man sequel or, or a reboot. I don't know what they're calling it, continuation. Yeah. Um, but that'll be cool. I mean, he is Sergeant Kabuki Man now. He, he Sackman is, he's... Sackman is the, he is the character now. You know how there's like a new Batman every so often or yeah. after so many years. And uh, I started watching the, uh, the South Park vaccine special on HBO Plus. Oh, so, oh, you got that? You're watching that? Yeah, South Park and Park is spelled P-A-R-Q. So they, they talk all about... Uh, <laughs> like QAnon? <laughs> yeah, they, dude, it's, dude, it's all about Q and it's all about the, uh, the vaccination. Like, the way they have it set up, they're like... How, how good is it, Mike? Dude, it's, it's pretty ridiculous so far. They're like... And I'm not really... I, you know, I don't watch a lot of South Park, but, you know, I certainly enjoy it when I do see it. And um, they have the pharmacy out to be like... It's like a clip. This is the hottest spot in town. And it's like a Walgreens pharmacy. They have a bouncer there with, with, uh, at the front door. But they have, they have a velvet rope for people trying to get in. And he has like, are you on the list? And it's like, the only people that can get in are over 55 and, you know, and, and essential workers. Yeah. And there's like characters trying to weasel their way in, dude. It's hilarious. <laughs> and they, yeah, they have a whole queue. So I, I haven't watched all of it, but I'm probably like 15, 20 minutes in. And it's pretty good. What is it, an hour? Yeah, yeah, it's like an hour. It's, one, it's their second special that they've produced, um, you know, since the whole quarantine. They did that one last year. I think it, it was just basically a COVID specific episode i had yeah. to see that and the and the uh strong woman is that that clip's been popping up all over because that's your culture war of the of the week right now of the um, moment yeah trans athletes in women's sports um that's that's blowing up all over right now and don jr's all over it and tucker and uh daily wire you know all your right your right leaning rags who, who just don't have anything else to really harp on about you know yeah they love going on about that when there's actual like real issues that we yeah, yeah you won't hear <laughs> you won't hear a fucking peep about Yemen about what we're, what's happening in Yemen or about the um, what is it OPCW report about the gassing in Syria. Um, yeah, no, you're not going to hear about that. No, no they'll, that. they'll continue the war and the bombings, but the the actual reason for it, which is not ended up being not true, um, won't really they won't go over it. And you know they'll keep the Dr. Seuss thing going for a little while. And it's, yeah. It's, it's, it's entertaining to see the quote-unquote sides talk about Dr. Seuss. I mean, the dude's been dead for probably almost 30 years. Right. And, um, yeah, it's just ridiculous. It's really petty on, on both sides. It's kind yeah. of tired. It's, honestly, it's kind of tired. I take a chaotic, neutral approach to that, Mike. I like to see the sides play out like it's wrestling. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's, that's a shout-out to James Adomian, who, in my opinion, does the best Jesse Ventura impression. Um, earlier, Mike, I, when I was in my room during executive time, um, I was listening to his podcast he did with this another comedian who played Shaquille O'Neal, and uh, it's Jesse Ventura from an undisclosed location in the Baja, off off the grid, an hour from pavement, an hour from electricity, and uh, you know it, it's so funny, dude. Adomian is that guy's brilliant, man. He's quick and he's clever, and he's you can tell, dude. He's watched and followed Ventura very closely. You oh, know? you've seen everything. We're going to cut a little bit looser with this as opposed to the stringent fact-checking we do with the Russians on Russia Today. (laughs) (laughs) I got my good friend here. I've never met him in person. We did a a Skype call thing. He commented on my blog. I commented on his blog. Now we're in person, Shaquille O'Neal. And it's just... It's so good, dude. But chaotic neutral is a term uh, I heard a domain use as Ventura. Um... Because he Ventura, he did another one where he played Ventura and then had this funny uh, comedian play Tulsi. So it was Tulsi Gabbard and Jesse Ventura podcasting together. 
and it, it, I got a real laugh out of that. That that was pretty hilarious, man. He's like, so yeah, yeah. I'm I, so he was like talking to her as Ventura, and and saying, I know Tulsi, you're a warrior. I'm a warrior. I'm I'm chaotic neutral. So with the with the culture wars, dude. Um, like I was saying to um, uh, Jeff Young, who we saw at the VFW recently. Um, he's a veteran, right? He was in he, the military. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. He served and. Um, He's like, yeah, man, I just kind of do what you guys do. He puts, put stuff out there or just, just watch. Watch from a distance and watch people fight over frivolous nonsense. Yeah, let, let me fight with someone I haven't seen since high school. Yeah, exactly. No. <laughs> like if you, if, if you ran into the mic, you would start yelling at them about green eggs and ham, right? You yeah, went to the market. Hey, how you doing, man? You got a fam- I know you got a family. How's you're married? Like you bought a house. That's all great stuff, man. How are you? No, you, you would you would go get right in their face and yell and scream about gas prices and fucking green eggs and ham and and the Royals and all that bullshit. How hideous! Yeah. God, how hideous! Oh yeah, the Royals. Yeah, Meghan Markle. She's the she's she, the new hero. You know, she's she's, the, she's the resistance. Mike, are you serious? She, that meme dude of of Oprah on her pile of cash, and then. Uh, who is it? What Prince uh, Harry and uh, Meghan on their pile of cash talking about how hard life is. <laughs> it's incredible up on this nice like villa. I mean, look, you know, I, I will have to say, um, you know, it's good that they're, they're saying some truths about that, that crew over there in Buckingham, man, with that, that cavalcade of freaks. And, and they wanted, I don't blame them for wanting to get away from it. Man. I mean, Absolutely. You're a little kid and you got to go to your, your mother, your mother's princess Diana and you got to go to her funeral and, and uh, do that. Uh, in front of the entire world, like there's nothing normal about that situation, and uh, I, I I don't blame them at all for wanting to get away from that. And you can tell that the you know the racism from the royal family talking about what what how dark the baby's going to be and what kind of titles and rights that they're going to have. It's fucking sick, dude. Yeah. No one should take those goofballs serious anymore. Yeah. Well, I love it. Oprah has this great opportunity to actually talk to him because they don't really do interviews that much, the Royals. Yeah. And uh, not a word about Prince Andrew and Jeffrey Epstein. Yeah, but you got you to know. I mean, come on. They got to be concerned about that. That's got to be one of the reasons why they, they stepped down from official duties in the last couple of years. And, you know, you know that they know. <laughs> of course. Of course. Yeah, that, that thing's just quietly kind of swept under the rug, man. And, and I haven't heard much about Prince Andrew, about where things are. No. Are at with that? Didn't the F, wasn't the FBI or DOJ wanting to talk to him? Yeah, and he said, "Oh, through his spokesperson. Oh, yeah, I'm willing to cooperate." And that's kind of it. And he never, you know, was never He's interviewed. Like, I never. I don't sweat. I, I, I have a condition from the the Falklands or what? Falklands War. Yeah, he heard like a firework. He heard a firework go off or something <laughs> that was unplanned. Or um, yeah, no. I mean, I think you're going to see some things coming out in July with Elaine Maxwell's trial. That's when mm. that's scheduled to begin. So. I can't believe that's gonna. That's only a couple months out, dude. That it was a year that she got arrested, and she, she still hasn't. Dad didn't COVID her, dude. They didn't suicide her. She's still alive. Apparently, according to her brother, though, like her siblings are giving interviews to the press, which is pretty rare. Like over in England, um, they're saying that like her hair is falling out and her health is poor, and she's she, she's not being treated well, and she's being fed like just warmed over microwavable slop. And, uh, Good. Yeah. So you know the the uh you know not to speak of the seriousness of what she's accused of just like oh you know she's she's being treated as soulful and it's like well we'll see we'll see what's going to come out man with the trial i mean it's uh i don't know you know our boy burmas will be all over that mike yeah he'll he'll be all over it whitney webb will be all over rockfin it. rockfin 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 oh, the, the good people over at slow news day will be all over yeah it. steve poikin and 
all of our, our good, our fellow uh, independent broadcasters and, and journalists. Um, yeah, and people do ask me, like, what's other good media and channels that I watch? Yeah, Whitney Webb's up there. Um, Steve Poikinen and Slow Newsday. Obviously, Jason Burmas, the Info Warrior. Um, Abby and Robbie Martin, our friends, Abby and Robbie Martin of Empire Files and Media Roots. They're, I mean, they, they're fucking slam dunk, dude, every week. Yeah, they do a lot of really great, important work, and, and it's consistent, whether Trump's president or Biden's mm-hmm. president. And I was saying that to Hinckley when we were at lunch yesterday. I said, honestly, I feel the same way I did when Trump got elected in 2016. I'm not, I don't wake up every day angry or, or sad about it, and it's the same with Biden. I don't, I don't wake up raging and angry or sad. I just accept reality and, and uh, go from day to day and, you know, see something I want to comment on, I'll comment on it or talk about it here on the podcast, but my life hasn't really changed. And, and that, that goes, for, I think, for most people. Of course, there's going to be people who are impacted by certain policies and certain decisions that an administration will make. But by and large, most of the people you see screaming on social media or whining like a banshee, or, or they're not really impacted at all. True. It's exhausting. It's got to be exhausting for them, too. Yeah. Well, he, Ace is like, Mike, could you imagine waking up every day being angry about Donald Trump? Yeah, exactly. And I say that I say that same thing to people on the far right. <laughs> Could you imagine waking up every day being angry about Joe Biden? Right. It's the same thing. Yeah. It's the same thing. I think I think a lot of people are in agreement, even on the left, that they want to see Cuomo go. He went oh. from he went from like the man of steel to uh you know, the man of feel in about a year. Oh my he god. Was like, he was like the great hero, he was being touted like you know, maybe Yeah, the, uh, and even Ellen sexually identified as Cuomo sexual, right? She she did. Okay. She did. Okay. She did. So now, you know, they're, they're uh, you know, everyone's kind of always known he's an asshole. I mean, you don't have to be, uh, you can be an effective leader and be an asshole. You can be a nice person and be a shitty leader. Um, I think he's both a shitty leader and an asshole in this case. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, and it's like, yeah, his, his, what he's being accused of is, is horrible and it should be dealt with. But there's also the underlying issue with the nursing homes and the COVID deaths. Oh, yeah. That's such a huge scandal that it's just being, I feel like the oxygen from that is just being taken up by the, you know, the other the stuff and the accusations. Well, it's a classic bait and switch, Mike, is what it is. Yeah, they're not talking, they're not talking about this thing on the left here with the puppet strangling on the right, talking about different things. There's his, a, what's yeah, that? His interview, dude, with Fla- on Flagrant 2. Flagrant 2, dude, Alex Jones Andrew on there. Schultz. If you haven't seen it, it's it's pretty much everything, right? It's just three hours of just, yeah. He progressively gets drunker and drunker, too, dude. This isn't real, this isn't whiskey. Dude, he drinks it straight out of the bottle. He's like, CIA recruited me. He's like, I'm above CIA now. He's everything, yeah. dude. That was cool, man, seeing him talk some more of the backstory about Bohemian Grove. You know, yeah. Those are the type of questions I'd like to ask him about. Like, dude, how the hell did you get in there? <laughs> well, right. I, signed an NDA, I signed an NDA, and I'm a British guy. And he's the one who really got me in there, but they let me in there. It's like. Yeah, I ran, ran off hillbillies. I ran off the codes. Yeah, he had the Fidelio uh, eyes wide shut, you know, inner codes. Mike, I saw, I saw Clint Eastwood. I saw Danny Glover. Yeah, it's it's a, it's it's fun. It's a funny. Emmerich's doing kind of a uh, a victory lap. He's being humanized by a lot of these shows. Like he was on with um that inter- uh, Logan, what's his name? Logan, Logan Miller. He's a, he's a boxer and he does uh, oh Paul Logan or what? what the blonde haired dude there. He's got a pretty big podcast and um, he got in trouble a few years back when he when he posted a photo of. Uh, he filmed in the suicide um, forest. Oh yeah, in uh, in Japan, and now he's like he's boxing. And uh, Emmerich went on that podcast as well. And uh, you know, of course, he's, he'll probably be going back on Joe Rogan. But 
it's definitely entertaining. But I, you know, they uh, they called him out with the, on the Sandy Hook stuff, which I think is good. You know, it's good to be truthful about that and acknowledge that he he messed up with that one. And Logan Paul, Logan Paul, that's it. Holy shit, man, he's he's fucking yoked. Yeah, dude, he's 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 getting jacked. Dude. He's becoming like a serious boxer. Wow. He's boxing. Pretty soon he's going to fight Mike Tyson. Do, um, you know, Rourke talked about Logan Paul, right, recently about, yeah, do him talking about it. I mean, he could be a, he could be a good boxer. He just, he needs to train for probably a year. Really solid. And probably do, you know, maybe another six or ten, you know, exhibition or, you know, fights. And he could become, he could become something really serious. <laughs> he believes in America. If he, as long as he puts in the work, you know. Yeah, if he puts in the work and, and he's real about it. Yeah. Oh, that's good. That's uh, that was entertaining. And uh, I watched friggin' Nicholas Cage's new movie, uh, Willie's Wonderland, where he, uh, he plays a guy who's driving through a town and his, his car tires get blown out and uh, he doesn't have any money and there's no ATM or internet in the town. So in order to get his car fixed, he strikes a deal with a local guy to go into this, basically like a Chuck E. Cheese to go in there overnight and clean the place. And uh, it turns out that the, the attractions inside are, are, are demonic and uh, chaos ensues. It's just pure entertainment. It was just ridiculous. Balls to the wall, like just Nicolas Cage off the charts type stuff. Yeah. Now, he didn't have a single line in it, right? He didn't have one line in the whole movie. Really? Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's like the hook. That's like the, you know, it was fun. It was fun, though. You know, if you like Nicolas Cage and you like, uh, you enjoy kind of somewhat creepy, uh, funny, uh, horror, you know, monster type stuff. It's it was good. It's worth a watch. It's worth a watch. And um, yeah, did you hear Matthew McConaughey's seriously considering running for governor of Texas? Yeah, what's going on with that? He was. Uh, I watched the interview he gave with Al Roker, and he's he's doing all this stuff to help people down in Texas, you know, with COVID and um, you know Meals on Wheels, and um, especially with the storm that happened down there recently you know, helping people with their houses and just all the shit that they have to deal with. Mm. And uh, he said, you know, he's not sure if it's his capacity to help would be better with, with him in elected office or just continue on as a, you know, free agent, but he's considering it. I think he would, I think he would have a shot. He's like, I'm an aggressive centrist, which is kind of refreshing to hear and see, man. He, he remind, he's reminded me a little bit of like Kinky Friedman or Ventura or mm. he's like, a, he's a fig, kind of a fig, emerging as a figure like that. So he's got his book out which I'm interested in reading. Um, I think it's called green, uh, green lights, green lights or something like now, that. Mike, you told me you would be all in and cut a check and maybe even consider volunteering if he ran entirely as rust from true detective. Yeah. If he just ran as his character from true detective, dude, I would, I'd be all in. <sighs> like imagine him doing press conferences. <laughs> he's like, yeah, we're going to, he's like this press conference is a flat circle. You know, that'd be, that'd be so good. Woody fucking Woody Harrelson could be his campaign manager. <laughs> Yeah. You got to get out there and shake the voters' hands. What the hell is wrong with you? Yeah, you say <laughs> some of the weirdest, dumbest shit. <laughs> yeah, uh, I hope, no, that, I hope that they come be, back. That would be cool, man. I'd, I'd love to see McConaughey uh, take a run at it. He's an interesting guy, you know? Yeah, and he certainly he puts his money where his mouth is with that stuff, man, with volunteering and helping people and, you know, getting involved. And, um, you know, that's what it's all about, man. You know, that's Did what he, it's all about. Is there an indication of which party he'd run with? No, I was wondering that too. I'm not sure. Um, if I had to guess, I'd, I'd say Republican maybe or independent. Chaotic, chaotic neutral. He's neutral. He's neutral, neutral, chaotic. It's going to be the none of the above party. 
the pizza party and the after party, the only parties I like. <laughs> oh, that's so good, man. Is Ventura, is he in uh, Minnesota at this point, or is he back off the grid until the what summer? Are we, March? He, he does yeah. half and half, right? He's probably down the Baja downrange. I'm downrange in the Baja frogging. I'm down here frogging. He, um, he records, uh, you know, half the show. Uh, he records the show from an undisclosed location. From a you bunker know. in the Baja. Yeah. I had to guess, Mike. I'd say he's probably down in the Baja until it gets a little warmer, and then he'll go back to Minnesota for the spring and summer. Yeah. Which, is, which is cool, man. He doesn't ever have to see winter. Yeah, um, he's going to be 70 this year, too. Yeah, the body in uh, July. Gonna, I think his birthday's in July. He's going to hit the big seat. So he, he could still run, Eric. There's still time. Absolutely. Another, I love how we just, since 2003, he's just been teasing every election cycle. He never does it. I mean, I know last year he didn't do it because if he ran, he would have lost his insurance through his employer, which is like, that's such a, that's a bummer, man. That goes back to what we were talking about earlier, just about healthcare, you know, that a figure like Ventura, he's obviously done well in his life. You know, he's not a bazillionaire, but he wouldn't even been able to run for president because it would have impacted his uh, insurance or healthcare for him and his family. So, right. Yeah. Which is maybe, maybe in 24, man. I mean, there's uh yeah, and plus, the, the running with the Greens, man, would have just been even more futile than running with the Libertarians. The Libertarians certainly have more visibility, more press. They're on, they have more ballot access. Um, but, yeah, the, the purity of, of so many people in the Libertarian movement is why I, I don't join that party and really get more involved in it, you know? Yeah, I mean, they got a lot of good ideas, you know, and especially stuff in theory, but putting it to practice, you know, when you're talking about a country of what, 340 or 50 million people, however. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and so some, some of the rhetoric's pretty harsh. Some of it's harsh, man. You know, it's, it's, yeah, they, a lot, oftentimes, man, libertarians are their own worst enemy. And I, I got to give Reed Coverdale a lot of credit, man. He's, he's doing a lot to make the Liberty movement more appealing and more accommodating and welcoming to other people and other ideas and not, not being so rigid and closed off because, you just really what you'll end up being and what they have been so far is uh, just like a club that doesn't really win anything. Right. Yeah. Social, no, social club that because we're such purists, we're, you know, we're not selling out, but yeah, you're not going to win shit. I haven't won anything. Right. Yeah. His show is, you were even on it. The naturalist capitalist. Yeah. Right? Naturalist capitalists. And uh, hopefully he's going to be um, back in New Hampshire to visit like maybe April in the spring. Oh, so have him on. Yeah, yeah. We'll get him in the studio. Cause I've been on his show. Um, once or twice? I think I've been on once. and He wants to have us on, too, both of us on, so that would be fun. Oh, we're there. And, and, and the joke is we're part of the Aloha Tucker Caucus, you know? Yeah, so yeah, so it's a little bit of – there's some libertarian in there, but there's also yeah. some real progressive roots, and mm-hmm. it's interesting. It's fascinating. Oh, and happy birthday today to uh, Cullen. Yeah. Cullen Tiernan. Cullen Tiernan, friend, good friend. Yep, guest we had on last – probably last month at this point. Not only that, we got St. Patty's Day coming up this week, and uh, what are we looking at for plans? Well, I think we kind of uh, drunkenly committed to going to Cooper's for Wednesday night, right, of this week? Yeah, for boiled dinner. <laughs> for boiled dinner. So, I'll, I'll go, dude, I'm all in for that. I'll go do that. I work till 5.30 on Wednesday, and then we can saunter over there and get the nice boiled dinner. And Then Saturday, we're going to go over to Patty's, right? Into our traditional. Into our, our traditional. traditional. Yeah, Patty's day. Our boy Patty lives up on Lake Spofford, and um, oh God, he and his wife just put on a spread, man. Yeah, it's nice. <laughs> the boiled dinner and uh, 
Guinness. And, and this is really the time of the year when I when I have uh, Guinness. Yeah, you do. You do. You got. You got to have the Guinness with uh, with the boiled dinner. I know you do. So, yeah. So that's kind of what we're gonna do for St. Patty's Day. It'll be low key. There'll be some beers, some boiled dinners, some Irish music, some laughs. Yeah, hopefully the weather will be nice. Patty's got a beautiful uh, screened-in porch and then a nice deck with like a little fire, fire thing that we could sit at. So we'll we'll see. It'll be fun. It'll be good. I hope whatever everyone uh, is doing in our listening audience. I hope you guys have fun and have some green beer and and uh, everybody will be Irish on that day. They're, they're all Irish. You know what? They're yeah. all Irish. Murphy's Irish. O'Neill's Irish. You're <laughs> Irish. I'm Irish. Martinez is Irish. So drop us a line. Let us know what you're doing for St. Patty's Day. And uh, uh, tonight, you know, we're just doing the shorter one here. So that's really all I got for you right now, Eric. I mean, what, what uh, do you want to close us out? or what? Do you yeah, want? well, I, I just shared on Instagram <laughs> and Facebook yesterday, 99 days until endless summer 2021 commences. Oh, yeah. And I am just living for summer. We're talking about grilling, rum drinks, going out on our annual regatta with Davies and Marcel out to Boston Harbor. Yeah. Uh, Yacht Rock, dude. Wall to wall Yacht Rock. Just on. Christopher, Christopher Cross, Michael McDonald, the Doobie Brothers, Toto. Steely uh, Dan, Kenny Loggins. Genesis, Phil Genesis, Collins. Phil, uh, dude. America. Hall and Oates, Toto. It, all of it, dude. So, um, the Beach Boys, we, we're just, I'm, I'm excited for. I want to get some nice new Hawaiian shirts and, uh, kind of reclaim the Hawaiian from the Boogaloos. Really, really the Hawaiian shirt on a big bearded white boy is a Beach Boys. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a Carl Wilson impersonator, not an anti-government, you know. Exactly. Activist. Although I have some okay. anti-government sentiments and feelings, but uh, <laughs> yeah, but not, I mean, not, not to the extreme level of the Boogaloo boys. You posted that photo of you from 2005 with Brian Wilson wearing the, the Hawaiian shirt. I mean, there you go, man. There's your evidence. Yeah. He's the eternal Beach Boy. <laughs> And uh, yeah. I love Hawaiian shirts. Yeah, so I'm just looking forward to summer, dude. Um, spring, the weather's getting nicer. Your seasonal depression starts to melt away. When Everybody's all this... already getting happier, dude. I've just yeah. noticed in the last week, man. Yeah. The mood's a little bit lighter, at least around here, man. <laughs> so let's keep it up. Let's keep yeah. it up. Yeah. Well, we appreciate you guys listening and joining us. And, um, you know, check us out on all social media, on YouTube. Um, become a patron if you like what we do. We just ask people for five bucks a month. The price of a cup of coffee at Duncan's Hay, patreon.com slash Jackman Radio. And to all of our patrons, thank you so much. We really appreciate you guys supporting us and helping us to grow this thing and keep it going. So wherever you are, whatever you're doing, stay safe. Have a lovely day, night, or morning. And, uh, you know, keep the faith, as John Lodge says, Mike. All right. Sounds good. Okay. Take care, guys. Peace and love. Peace and love.